0: Good afternoon, it's San from Player One on Sin Nation, and it's Friday here at PAX Australia 2017, and we're here with me, San, Maddie, and Akash. And yeah, we're just going to wrap up our day. Um, We've spent a majority of our day preparing for the show tonight, which um, went to air at 6 p.m., so it's just past now, um, and yeah, a bunch of
1: we played a bunch of games basically. Yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. We kicked off our morning with uh, a bit of Dragon Ball Z. or San and I did, and uh, Maddie, I believe you kicked off your morning with Stifled.
2: Yeah, I played a horror game first thing in the morning, which a, that VR that <laughs> <horror> <laughs> yeah, a VR horror game. A VR horror game, which <laughs> was like a terrible idea because for the next like half an hour, I was like shaking and like staggering around the con floor. Um, but it was super, super cool. Um, so that it was worth it, but maybe not the best way to start off your day.
0: Do you want to go into like what its like sort of selling point is?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, it's kind of a horror game based off the idea of like echolocation. So you um, so you can either speak into the mic or make sounds within the game um, of vari- varying loudness, um, and they will reveal um, the, the basically the louder you speak, the more it will r- reveal of your surroundings. But um, that comes with the consequence that the monster that's after you is going to track you by sound. So if you make more noise, it can find you more easily. Um, and there was a moment in that where um, these guys were hanging out next to me and talking loudly and I heard the monster come and they said something really loudly and I just heard screeching and crying and horrible monster I, noises. And I, I couldn't tell them to shut up because if I spoke the monster would kill me. I just had to stand there in fear that you guys would talk too loud to, and get me killed. To be
1: fair,
0: I, di- I totally didn't realise that It was mic'd up,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like
0: that was, it seemed really interesting. And like I assume with the headphones and everything, it would have been like completely, really immersive.
2: It it was really cool. Uh, You guys probably noticed that I I kept like putting my hand to my chest. Oh no! It was a reaction that I was doing because when you normally play a horror game, you want to go ah, but in this one you can't do that because if you do that, you'll die. So instead of me, like, going, oh, no, I was, like, having a verbal exclamation that I was scared, I would just kind of (laughs) go, which I imagine looked super silly, but it was all I could do to, like, stop myself from, like, throwing off the BR helmet (laughs) and running away (laughs) through the con.
0: Did you notice that the dev was laughing at you? Yeah, I did
2: notice that the dev was laughing. I'm like, stop laughing. You're making noise and the monster's going to get me. (sighs) yeah, it's a really, it's a really great experience. It's something that I've never really experienced before. Um, I mean, I played VR horror games mm. and stuff like that, but um, it was quite unique. Um, so, if anyone is on the at PAX and has the opportunity to play it, I'd highly recommend.
0: There was a distinct uh, like drop off in terms of VR games this year, I think.
2: Yeah, there were booths set up for AR games, but they were generally like assorted a ones. There weren't many solidly AR set up booths which is interesting because AR is kind of bigger than uh, like VR has is bigger than it ever has been um, I guess that like most of the companies who have I guess it's quite expensive to oh yeah. set up so yep, sure. um, maybe they're giving it a rest for this year um, but I know that like a lots of big things are still happening in the background even if they aren't at PAX. So yeah that's pretty,
1: cool. that's pretty good and uh, we also jumped onto some Skyhook uh, San and I Uh, I made Sam play it really I was just like alright this looks fun we're gonna play it and it's a nice little skybox uh, knockout arena first person shooter yeah, so I think like yeah.
0: Smash Brothers, but in a 3D environment.
1: Yeah, and it's a first-person shooter. Yep. And basically, you're just trying to knock the person off the edge, and then you've got like a hook where you can hook on, and you can grapple to anything. Mm. You can also lasso people and take them down with you off the edge of the map. And, uh, San, you, you found something pretty interesting in the in the first <laughs> game, didn't you? Yeah, so
0: <laughs> I was awful at this game. So I just tried to, if I saw something, I'm just like, I'm just going to try to grapple to it, and it's, it's going to be fine. Um, and there were different mobility pickups um, as well. So there were things like dashes. I think there was um, a, a teleportator, a teleportator, <laughs> a <laughs> teleportation device that you could throw and then like if you clicked it again, you would go to it. Um, Jetpack. But yeah. Um, a a cash knocked me off with, um, I, I think, a rocket launcher or something. Yeah. Um, and I, I just kept talking to whatever I could see, and so I ended up under the the island, and I found my way to the middle, and I found the chicken and a chicken was just carved into this island and the dev behind me was just like oh you're the first person to play this game and you've already found the easter egg we discovered that um, there's a chicken apparently hidden every, every level
1: um, so and the story behind that is the, uh, the artist of the game is actually obsessed with chickens when I prompted <laughs> him with why he didn't give me a forward explanation so I was just like that's cool man you will have a love for chickens and they're in every single map of the game which is <laughs> really really cool um, but yeah, no, it was a totally good experience. It looks like a really fun online game, and I think that it was by uh, Luna Rooster, and that's mm. Luna L U N A R. And um, the game was Noon. Yes, game was Noon, Yeah, it was really really good. In, In contrast to me beating Sand, Sand kicked my ass at Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah, um, I was just <laughs> about
0: to throw that. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is a three versus three, um, Dragon Ball based fighting game. Um, they've um in this build, I think there was about nine characters. Yeah,
1: sounds about right. Yeah,
0: so there was like Krillin, Frieza, uh, Frieza, Cell, Sal, sixteen, eighteen, Goku, Vegeta, yep.
1: Gohan, Trunks, Piccolo. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> a few more count- oh, characters.
0: Yeah, Embu, yeah. Um and a few more characters have been announced, but that those were the ones that were available in this build. We played a best two out of three and I managed to sandwich cash yeah. in uh two two wins. Um by the end of it, I think the the defining factor was I found it how to do the finishing specials.
1: Yep. Yep. That <laughs> um, totally destroyed me.
0: Um but yeah, and now um Uh, Our show recap, I I went over how many mobility options there were. So, like, there, um, you could dash after people after you knock them away. You could um, press two buttons and you would appear behind people. Um, And obviously, there are all the beam specials that Dragon Ball Z is obviously really well known for. And Yeah. yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Game looks great in motion, and I, I can only foresee it getting really hectic, just like um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom game. Yeah. Um, so, Akash, Maddie, you guys did a bunch of interviews today. You want to go into that? Yeah, sure.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we. I mean, to start off, but we both kind of uh, looked at Sinner. Sinner. Uh, subtitle, which I have forgotten.
1: Yeah. Uh, subtitle is Sacri- uh, Sacrifice for Redemption. Sacrifice yeah. for Redemption.
2: Um, which is kind of like a Dark Souls inspired game focusing yep. on boss battles of which there are seven based around um, seven, the idea deadly of the seven deadly sins um, which is really cool and super hard I think it kicked both of our asses.
1: yeah you did better than <laughs> me though I died instantly by much. <laughs> oh
2: my god um, so it's super hard it seems like it'd be really fun if you got a bit of t- spend a bit of time with it um, kind of like it's a game that really is going to reward mastery um, yeah. which you obviously can't do when you have a couple of minutes to play it on the <laughs> yeah. show floor um, so that would be kind of one that might be fun to revisit I yeah. uh, I guess if time.
1: One of the most interesting aspects about the game that I found was that um, for each boss that you battle, before you battle them, you have to sacrifice something, hence part of the title, and you actually have to... So, you know, it might be you give up a chunk of your health, and that's it's a, it's a debuff, essentially, and it's a permanent debuff for the rest of the game. So as you progress through the, the game, you just cop all these debuffs, which he was explaining to us uh, by the end of the game... Ideally, the situation is that you're a broken down like shell of what you are, and you're just trying to redeem yourself from all your sins, sort of thing. Yeah. which is really, really it's kind cool. of a cool like, idea. Not many games are really, really throwing out the debuffs. Yeah, like <laughs> on top of on yeah. top of like the poison and everything else yeah, you can cop course. from a boss. Like it's yeah, it's pretty hectic. So
2: I did um, Fiend Legion. Yes, which is a collectible card strategy game table board <laughs> thing. It's hard to explain. It's actually it's very simple. So,
0: so it's a collectible card game, but there's a map that you drop the card yeah, onto. Yeah, yeah. And then each um, card, after it's been sort of summoned, um, it, it can move a there set we go. distance.
2: I, yeah, yeah I... Th- I, I mean, I played it, and I, I won somehow. Um, and it was it was actually really fun. I didn't yeah. know, I'm not really one for strategy yeah. games, but um, as San and I keep joking, the, the, the developer you're speaking to uh, talked a lot about it being a potential esport. And yeah. that's something that they uh creating it for. Um, and so we have a joke that we're gonna one of us is going to be the first pro player yeah. well, for well, Fiend Legion. Well, I- in our <laughs>
0: Fiend Legion career, both of us are 1-0. <laughs> we're 1-0. We're like, 100% win rate. Yeah, and... so. Like like <laughs> I was losing so badly for 95% <laughs> of my yeah, match. you really messed up. Um, but I can't, like, it wasn't until I think 80% 80, 80 through
1: the game Yeah.
0: Um, that Maddie revealed to me that I was actually playing against a player that was across from me, <laughs> whereas I thought I was just losing to the computer, so I thought, I w- I'm not cut out for this. I'm not going to make it. Turns um, out you're a pro. Yeah. You're ready and to like, be pro. And that other player was being coached by one of the devs, and I'm just like...
1: What? <laughs> why
0: are you, why are you doing this? And then I had some people, Maddie included, um, backing me up and I I won the game in one fell swoop. It it yeah. literally made this dev who was um backing this other guy just get up out of his seat and be like, What? Yeah. What? Um and yeah, cool. I, I I got the win but yeah. yeah, um it was it's really um just an interesting twist on the collectible card game genre. Yeah. Um
1: and I know, Akash, you also did one more interview. You did
2: um, Witch Thief.
1: Witch Thief, yeah, with uh, Cardboard Keep. Um, so that was a really fun game. That was a 3D, 3D bullet hell. Yeah, it was so a 3D <laughs> bullet. <laughs> like oh well, a free, uh, yeah.
2: yeah. It
1: just doesn't happen. But like, yeah. and the story behind that, I mean, is that you're a witch and you're trying to... Um, steal all, like, the world's most powerful spells, you know, but people just won't let you have it, so you gotta, you got to steal it. you got to <laughs> work for it. Yeah. Work for it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's quite nuts. I think one of the really cool features, it's, like, a really simplistic, was that, um, you know, all the bullets or, or energy waves or spells or whatever was in the area, you could actually, uh, by pressing a button, get all of them to come towards you and it's like a kind of a bomb attack and then you just redirect it at the enemy, yeah, which really was cool. like really, really cool. And it was just interesting to see in a 3D like third person aspect um, to have like a bullet hell like that. Um, it's, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I struggled. How'd you go, Maddie, when, when you were playing
2: um, it? I, I haven't played many bullet hells, but they have a special place in my heart. <laughs> um, and I think I did okay. Like I, I did die, but I only died once. Oh, okay. So in a couple of like the little like arenas that it kind of sets up yeah. for you. So um, I would have kept playing more, but I I, I think interrupted we to you. Run off at that point. <laughs> My uh, bad. So maybe I'll get the chance to play it again over the course of the weekend.
1: Yeah, definitely recommend checking it out though. Um, I think That's it's cool. set to come out at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Same it was point. no, I think it was next year. Um, and then we all played a game together at one point. It was. Human robot basketball or robot human, regular bo- human regular basketball? Regular human basketball
2: because it's just a, re- a game about regular human basketball. Yeah, yeah about Nothing weird humans. about it, just normal humans. Playing basketball. Playing basketball. Slam dunking, dribbling, shooting hoops.
1: Yep, jetpacking. <laughs> with,
0: with, your, with your friends.
2: With your friends. There's with definitely no giant robots involved. With your that media bullies. Not regular humans.
1: Yeah. No, not at all
2: just to explain a joke with regular human basketball <laughs> is that it it is just regular humans when it's just the weirdest thing you've ever seen
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: like um you're you can play up to groups of i think i four, think they v, said d- 4 v four or was it ah, okay yeah. yeah so four v four and um you a small little people on this this map, yep. and you climb into your giant mech, and it has different rooms, and in various rooms there are button switches that control, <laughs> say, the rotation of an arm or the direction that the robot's um, moving. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. kind of like crab-like in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but humans. Regular humans. yeah, uh, <laughs> regular humans, and regular humans can only pick up a basketball with their magnet arm, and then they they walk to the other side of the court, and um, you know they they activate their jetpack feet and they dunk on people. Yeah. Um, and we just ran into some really funny situations. Like yeah. um, at one point, Cash's team had the ball <laughs> and um, we just used our, our, our jumping and we got on top of you. And it so you couldn't jump and yep. you
1: couldn't dunk. We couldn't really move. Yeah, one whole
2: game where I think our team was just on top of the other yeah. robot for the entire yeah. match. And it was just still funny to watch.
1: And you could actually uh, infiltrate the other human robot mech. The, the you can infiltrate their their station. I feel like we're losing yeah, the we story we, we of are. the actual humans. Yeah, no, you can you can infiltrate their movable crab person. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can uh, stuff around with their switches and, and Until you get sabotage caught. them. And then yeah, and once you get caught, what happens then?
0: Oh, you just get knocked out. Yep. And, and if you're knocked out you just have to try to make your way back to your, your robot. Yeah. Um but yeah. It, it felt very the way that I described it earlier is it's very quopish. Yeah. So it's it's funny because you can't quite control your robot with like, you know, hundred percent accuracy and nah. you know, hijinks ensues. So it's it's a great uh couch multiplayer game. Yeah. Which has always been something that PAX
1: prides itself on. Yeah. Absolutely great.
2: I mean, um, yeah, I played a bunch of different games. I mean, one The San and I both played was The Garden Between, mm. um, which is stunning. It's just like a super beautiful game. We had a few like technical I- yeah. difficulties, which kind of subtracted from the experience, but... Um, We'll have to, it just basically means we have to go back and play the game again yeah. or acquire it um, <laughs> to play in our own time um, because it's just like, a, it's like a, just a really atmospheric, beautiful puzzle game. Yeah, based I, I called it
0: yeah. Zen, like Peak Zen. Peak Zen, yeah. Or Peak Chill, I think I said. Yeah, Peak Chill. It's and um, it's the newest game by the Voxel Agents, uh, which is a local dev team, I believe. Yep. Um, and basically, the, the main mechanic is that you don't move the characters, you move time. Mm -hmm. And basically, as you progress uh, forward or backwards through time, some things that you interact with can stay um, in a sort of stasis. But basically, it's a puzzle game where you progress through one island that represents the memories of these two friends. Um, And yeah, like...
2: It's super sweet. Yeah,
0: and like with headphones, it was a really great um, Mm -hmm. relaxing experience. And basically, I just can't wait to see more.
2: Yeah, it it seems super cool. Speaking of things that like headphone bass that are like slightly less react- relaxing yeah. we played um, Spin Rhythm Spin Rhythm yeah Spin Rhythm For Spin Rhythm which is a rhythm game yeah. obviously and you just gotta move the thing and hit the beats yeah um, um,
0: and like it's really cool you they had it on uh, phones yes um, on PC um, which I think you played with a controller or i don't know i
2: played on the phone as well but they also (laughs)
0: had a version uh, of of the pc i think um where you could play with an actual dj turntable yeah and so that was really slick um and it had um featured music from uh, uh monster cat um records um so it's not just like straight game music it was really really cool
2: yeah that was that was super cool too
0: um what else did we play uh so So many things yeah we i i ended up playing 12 games today i think maddie i played 15 yeah which does not
2: even feel like that many but
0: and cash is only just behind us i think
1: yeah i i probably only got to about like seven or eight i didn't get to that many today running around like a headless chicken with some interviews but yeah yeah no it was it was good um i did interview um pocket planet i believe it was and what it is it's an educational game that actually it's aimed at kids like around uh, five to seven and it aims to teach them like the geography of the world and like where things are and everything and it dabbles into a bit of culture as well which is really really cool um that was really cool to look at and it's very kid-centered but like it's you know available on apple store and uh, play Store, I believe. So that's very cool to have an educational game featured here. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Just tying into that, there was another game called Paper Bark, which um you play as a, a wombat, and it's purely exploratory. Um, and uh, you learn about uh, Australian wildlife, um, just by sort of experiencing it. And there's like. They obviously spent a lot of time recording um, these wildlife sounds, and it sounds really nice. It literally sounds like you're just in the outback, and birds are tweeting and what have you. And um, yeah, you just explore this um, the the outback in a in a way, and you can like tap certain things to learn about them, like um, yeah, just different flowers, and c- you can collect cicadas. Oh. And apparently, if you collect them all, you basically unlock something they haven't decided (laughs) they they either (laughs) haven't they they either decided to not tell me uh, because i would tell you guys or um (laughs) they haven't decided but apparently you unlock something super secret um i do believe that's coming out april next year and um it's going to be available for mobile devices
1: yeah that sounds really cool i uh i played a fishing game just (laughs) before uh Phoebe and I parted, I didn't actually get the name of it because I was entering a competition to try and uh, win a PS4. Didn't work out in my favour. I couldn't catch <laughs> a fish at all.
2: Well, they, that's no good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but but I made a friend in the line and oh. that was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: friendship was the real prize. Yeah, it really
1: was. It really was. You just uh, can't cute. trade a friendship for a PS4. I mean, it just doesn't work out that <laughs> oh, way. It's worth way more. Oh, so good.
2: Do we want to talk about favourite games real quick? Yeah. Favourite game of the day? Um. I guess, Cash, you can start us off.
1: Okay, well, I'd say Dragon Ball Z, but if we're going for the indies, I'd go regular human basketball. And you know what? That's maybe the prize that you get in the game for finding all the plants and stuff. It's probably a regular I human. Know. A regular yeah, human. And Sam, what about you? Um, So, my favorite was
0: definitely Gravity. Um, Gravity um, is a 2D platforming shooter where basically you play as a customizable robot, which is really cool. Mine was Magenta, the best. Um, And, yeah, you would just pick up the closest crate or explosive and you would just try to fling them at your opponents. The cool thing was, um, obviously, on top of aiming and jumping and that sort of thing, um, you could... If you had good enough reaction times you could catch what was thrown at you. And um I had fun with uh, Maddie and a dev and I just squashed them. I was squashing Amazing.
2: people for the first half of the game. Yeah, but and it's then about I how you finished thing the is game, that Maddie. I never worked out you could catch the things and if I knew that I would probably just completely destroy you. Yeah. So we'll, well. have to rematch so that I will show that I'm <laughs> inevitably just better at the game. Very, very fun. <laughs> you can
0: totally see why it got the the indie showcase uh for this year.
2: Yeah, um, I I'm probably my favorite is probably Stifled just because I'd never experienced anything like that and I love horror games. But like very close second is Adventure Pals, which is like the cutest, silliest game I've ever seen in my life. And there's like, a giraffe
0: um, and it can help you fly it, you by have a flinging its tongue Rock, Yeah, and the plot
2: is that your dad got stolen by a bad guy called mr bead and they're gonna turn him into a hot dog and, and now you have to track him down <laughs> and,
0: and you can play with your best friend and your yeah. best friend gets to wear a fez and ha- instead yeah. of having a giraffe they have a unicorn, unicorn giraffe. Yeah. um so it just gets really wacky <laughs> it's really um, cute it, it's it t- should totally be a short form cartoon definitely
2: hey yeah,
0: um, but I feel like that wraps up our first day of packs. Um, definitely stay tuned to our social media, Facebook and Twitter forward slash Player One Syn. I've been San. This is Akash. And I'm Maddie. And we'll see you tomorrow and on Sunday.